Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. And allies admit there's a crisis at the border and uh, i don't know how anybody could pretend that there isn't that's senator john fetterman i i don't i don't know what to say anymore there are people who will joke and i think it's kind of crude um they'll say that the stroke fixed him the guy was a progressive the guy was near a socialist, if, if not a socialist, a whole history of living in mom and dad's house and taking money, being a mayor of a city and not doing anything. Now I've got him saying I'm not a progressive. Out loud statements being made. He supports Israel's existence. He supports securing a border. I don't know. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. We will get more into this. It is it is fascinating to watch. I will make the argument as clear as day. This was not the guy campaigning in Pennsylvania. Even before the stroke. Nor will I ever say that he should have been elected. He should not have been. And he should not have been serving. He clearly wasn't okay. I said at the time, I say it now. I wish his family cared more about him than about the title. That's my take. But he's back to making complete sentences. He's back to being engaged in conversations. This is what he's saying. So now... What happens when I take a look at a budget deal that came over the weekend, a budget deal where you've got a shrinking Republican majority in the House? You you throw Santos out, Kevin McCarthy resigns, and Steve Scalise has got some medical things to deal with. He won't be back in the House until February. I think there's a one-to-two-seat majority right now. You're going to need... Some Democrats, at least in the House, to come with you on a budget deal because there will definitely be some hardliners on the right who are like, sorry, not enough cuts in this, not enough cuts in that. It's not that you're going to get me to disagree. It's that I understand that you got to move the ball forward. You're engaging more cuts than you were before. You're engaging certain reductions than you were before. My cursory glance of the budget deal is not everything I want, not a bad start. If you get it past the house, does Fetterman, is Fetterman a guy to help you bring it over a finish line? I mean, what does it mean when he says he's not a progressive? 
We'll break down more of the budget deal today as well. Also, you have got right here in our beloved Indiana these accusations. I'm going to call, I, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Do you call them accusations against the Attorney General? We're talking about Todd Rakita. We're not talking about uh, Merrick Garland here. And the disciplinary council, and and is is could he possibly lose his law license for for a short while? He's been responding to these things, and now he's going to join us at seven fifteen to be further engaged about what the disciplinary commission of the Indiana Supreme Court is saying, how he's going to respond. What might happen next? That's at 7.15. Tune in for that. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tonight, a U.S. official confirms to NBC News that the Pentagon did not inform senior officials in the White House's National Security Council for three days that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center on New Year's Day. Can we just stop? Just stop right there and take a moment to take that in. The insanity of that statement... You, you, do it again? Sure. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. We need a moment here. Someone may have missed it. Tonight, a U.S. official confirms to NBC News that the Pentagon did not inform senior officials in the White House's National Security Council for three days that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center on New Year's Day. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, was incommunicado, was incapable of fulfilling his duties. Command, if you will, was given to the deputy secretary while she was on vacation, and she did not know that Lloyd Austin was in a hospital. Neither did the president of the United States. Now, before we get into the insanity part, which I'm with you, This is insane. If one of my cabinet is hospitalized and I'm not informed within seven seconds of them being hospitalized, I fire everybody. As just a matter of course, if I am dealing with a, a, an issue with Israel and Hamas, if I'm dealing with an issue with Russia and Ukraine, if I'm dealing with the southern border and the ever-growing threat of China... I shouldn't even say ever-growing. The uh, ever-growing desperation, much better said, of China. I want my Secretary of Defense checking in with me every day, twice a day. Hospitalized for three days and no one tells the president? You fire everybody. This is the reporting. 
you've got the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, and other senior White House officials. It's not like they kept it from Biden. He's old and he's frail and he doesn't know which end is up and someone just gave him his ice cream. And you don't like to interrupt ice cream time. It's not just that. They didn't tell anybody. That wasn't until the Defense Department sent over word January 4th. The Deputy Defense Secretary, Kathleen Hicks, was not informed. She was on vacation. I don't know, was she in was she in Mexico? Was she in I forget where she was. I guess that part doesn't matter. According to those within the system, the Pentagon Press Secretary, Major General Pat Ryder, saying that the uh, uh the, the secretary's um, people couldn't make any notifications. The chief of staff to uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin wasn't able to notify people because of illness. So the defense secretary is in a hospital, incapacitated. And the chief of staff has the sniffles and can't text anybody, hey, let the president know that the defense secretary is in the hospital. But forget all of that. Are you telling me that Joe Biden in today's world goes at least three days without speaking to his defense secretary? There's not an email. There's not a text. There's not a note. Hey, somebody asked Lloyd what he thinks about this. Really? I, am I the only person asking that question? Oh, Tony, none of this matters. Oh, the hell it doesn't. What's going on over there? What level of incompetence is this? Who's actually governing anything? As you can guess, Democrats are totally silent because, well, cowardice. If it's not about January 6th, they have nothing to say. The Indiana Democratic Party has a whole screed about January 6th. I mean, I I am not the biggest Trump guy in the world, guys. You know this uh, about me. But holy hell, Mike Schmuel, Indiana Democratic Party, you guys lie with such reckless abandon. It is incredible to watch. I swear, it it is very obvious, watching the Indiana Democratic Party, they look at former Representative George Santos and they go, that's the guy we should model ourselves after. But you've got nothing to say about people calling for genocide in the streets of of Indianapolis. No stand-up for Jewish Hoosiers whatsoever. Just something I noticed about this Indiana Democratic Party and its supporters. So Democrats are silent. Republicans are like, what? How, how do you go three days? Where where is the where's the sense of urgency? What what is happening here? Is he okay? Is it affect does what he have affect decision making? What's happening? Axios, Axios.com writes Republicans erupt over secrecy in Defense Secretary's hospitalization. The problem here is not Republicans. The problem here is that the headline states that only Republicans have erupted. This is nutty. 
I didn't say the man couldn't be sick. I didn't say the man couldn't be in a hospital. I only wish him well. No one gets informed. Could I forgive the first hour or the second hour or the third hour or the fourth hour or the fifth hour or the sixth hour? Eventually someone says, hey, has anybody told Joe? At some moment when your mother is in the hospital and things are pretty bad, someone will say at 2 a.m., should we let Aunt Frida know? Someone's going to say it. Eventually, that's going to get brought up. And no one said, do you think we should call Joe? No one. So as much as I'm looking at the president saying, you haven't spoken to your defense secretary in three days? No one in that office, no one within those five walls, it's the Pentagon, it's five, it's five walls, it's the Pentagon, go take a look at a picture, it's just, no one within those five walls thought, should we call Joe? Should we, should we tell him? We'll send him a note? Ice cream cake? Go to Carvel, go, Tommy, Tommy, go to Carvel, get, get a cookie puss and bring it over to the White House and say, oh, by the way, uh, Lloyd's in the hospital. Just b- bring him. Br- no, no, not the cookie, oh, puss. He doesn't like that one. It scares him. Bring him the regular cookie. You know what? Don't even get him the cookie puss. Get him Fudgy the Whale. Fudgy the Whale. Bring it to him and, and, and just say, hey, by the way, Lloyd's in the hospital. We're sure he'll be fine. And that's it. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Ah, Tommy, good guy. Good guy. No one thought to do that. No matter how you turn this story, how can you believe we are in the best of hands? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The playoff schedule is set, and it's nutty. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. The Browns will travel to play the Houston Texans, who sadly win the AFC South because the Jaguars lost. That could have been the Colts. Now, just to put myself on the record, the people who are upset with Tyler Goodson for dropping that pass, uh, Gardner Minshew for how that pass was thrown, and Shane Steichen, the coach, for calling that play. Um, Clearly, they've practiced that play. Clearly, the ball was a bit behind Tyler Goodson. Clearly, Goodson should have caught the ball, and he knows that. He didn't. But anybody upset with Shane Steichen, this has been the coach all year. This is exactly the kind of thing he does. Fourth and one. And yes, Jonathan Taylor's on the sideline. Zach Moss is on the sideline. This was the play. This was the guy. All the weirdo fake punt things and everything else that they do. You didn't think this was coming? This was the play. It didn't work. Don't worry. There is enough about this game, just like the Falcons game. Just like a myriad of games, they should have won. And they didn't. Some people are like, well, it's better than we thought they'd do. You could have had a home playoff game. 
I don't know if uh, there's anger about that or not. The Texans will play at home. The Dolphins will travel to play the Chiefs. That will take place uh, Saturday. On Sunday, the Steelers make it in. Because of all the madness, they'll go and play the Bills who win the AFC East. The Packers are in. They will go play the Cowboys. It's actually going to be a good game. Then the Rams, and I didn't think it was possible for the Lions to get a home game. The Rams will go play the Lions because the Rams beat the 49ers last night. Then the what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles Holy cow, they have to tra- travel to Tampa Bay where Baker Mayfield has led the Buccaneers to uh, the NFC South victory, winning the division, and they will be at home at Raymond James. That's uh, the stadium there in Tampa. Nice place. The Colts are not listed. And that, kids, is a damn shame. Because the Colts should be on there. And for the people saying, hey, it's enough, the Colts should be on there. Can't can't really say that enough. The Colts should be there. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 32 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 646. Grounded. This is the Boeing plane. It, this goes back a few years when this plane had issues with with basically nose diving. Tony Katz, ninety three WIBC. Good morning. It was an autopilot issue, and what would take over, and at what times, and it was clear. You know, what was it? The pilot taking over? Was it the autopilot taking over? The trying to correct, and then you had those crashes. Of of this Boeing Max, uh, you had two different crashes of the, this this airline. This was a few years back. They then took the plane out of of rotation. They said the problems are fixed. They brought it back, and then on this Alaska Airlines flight, a window on the plane blows out. I'm not talking about in the cockpit. I'm talking about next to a passenger. The window that you look out of and say, oh, how pretty. The whole thing, not just the window itself, but the whole contraption blew out. No one died. But as uh, described in some reporting... Some kid had his shirt ripped off because of the depressurization, and it sucked right out. And then you've got 
these pilots having to descend and they have to get back uh, to, to, to where they were flying to. The plane has been grounded again. There's a real problem with this aircraft. And it's a real problem for Boeing. And if Boeing doesn't treat it as a problem, we're all nuts. Air travel in the United States is outrageously safe. And I think if the statistics I have are correct, you can go back more than a decade without hearing about a major flight incident. We've heard of other flight incidents. Um, We'll hear of a plane taxiing and almost hitting another plane. We've heard about possible midair collisions. We've seen some things happen in Japan and other spots. I'm, I'm talking mostly about the United States. Aircraft accidents, major malfunctions, catastrophes, no. We, it, it, it is incredible how we keep this going. The talent, the skill, the, 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 the systems, the redundancies, it's amazing. But it can't happen if we're relying on planes that clearly aren't up to snuff from the beginning. I'm stating that Boeing has not shown that in the 737 MAX 9 that that plane is up to snuff. Exactly how many problems should the American people endure before Boeing says, okay, this was incorrectly designed or we have a series of manufacturing issues, whatever the case may be. Alaska Airlines, where this took place, returned 18 of their 65 737 MAX 9s to service. The aircraft pulled from service until details about possible additional maintenance work are confirmed with the FAA. Now, each plane, when they get inspected, it takes about four hours. There are 171, as reported by the Associated Press, 737 MAX 9s globally. It's going to cost the airline. It's going to cost Boeing. Allow me to give a take. And so, don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care how much money it costs Alaska or United or Delta or whoever may have uh, these. United Airlines grounded, of course, their MAX 9s. They had a 10% cancellation rate on Sunday. Oh, yeah, it's going to affect travel. Better to be affected on the ground. This is an issue. I get the economics of it. I get the problems. And you just can't have this. You cannot have it. It is possible that in the end, the Max 9 is the Edsel and just simply, nah. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But you can't go on like this. Now, Matt Bear, uh, it occurred to me that I may have made an error. 
I may have made a mistake. Because I was having a conversation about the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who was in a hospital for three days before the Pentagon informed the President of the United States. And I consider that to be a problem. I find it a problem that Joe Biden doesn't speak to his Secretary of Defense for three days. And I find it equally a problem that uh, the Pentagon didn't think to inform the president. That's a problem. And I said, I, how is it possible that someone didn't call, didn't make a note, didn't make a reference? Were they afraid they were going to interfere with ice cream time? Because, you know, Joe Biden loves ice cream. Oh, he's just Uncle Joe. That's all he is. That's all he is. And I said, why doesn't somebody go to Carvel and get him a fudgy the whale and bring him some ice cream and say, oh, by the way, the Secretary of Defense is in the hospital. And uh, it dawned on me, and I spoke about this with producer Carl, maybe people don't know what Carvel is. Do you know what Carvel is, Matt Bear? Do you have an idea of what Carvel ice cream is? I've never heard of Carvel ice cream, no. no. Yeah. But do you know what the Fudgy the Whale is? I, I do now. I want to meet Fudgy the Whale. Do you know what the Cookie Puss is? I don't, but I do now. I want to meet the oh. Cookie Puss. Everybody send your photos of the Cookie Puss and the Cookie O Puss to uh, Matt Bear on uh, on on X. Uh, it was it was an ice cream store. It, it was an East Coast thing. Oh, okay, that's why I've never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so I want to apologize. One of my vestiges of New Jersey growing up, uh, Carvel. I should I should have engaged something much closer to home in in that example. So I apologize. No, you're, it's fine. You could have said flying cupcake, but whatever, you know. Yeah, that's a cupcake place. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're-